Hey there, everybody. How you doing today? This is Pastor Chip again. Thank you for tuning in. Ginger and I are sitting here out on the porch. And, uh, flipped the Bible open. and Got some things on my mind and things that's been going on and things in our world. Chaos around us abounds and you know the bible tells us to, that we're to be a light into the world that we're to go out and witness to others and to share the love of christ to people we meet so i'm just going to ask you how many of you are Sharing the love of Christ to people you meet. So, so let's break that down. Let's, let's look at it analytically. So when I say sharing the love of Christ, you're thinking, am I going out and talking to people and witnessing verbally with your mouth to people you come across? Are you telling them about Christ? Are you witnessing? And, and it puts a bad image in a lot of people's minds. They're like they, they think of people on the street with a Bible coming up and, hey, are you a Christian? Let me tell you about the Lord and what He's done for me. And that puts a negative connotation in a lot of people's minds. But there's other ways you can be a witness to people. How is your life? How is your life in the way that you witness to people? Do you go to church on Sunday and people see you screaming or yelling at your kids on Monday and on Tuesday they see you coming out of food line with a case of beer and Wednesday you skip Bible study and Thursday you're drinking and playing cards with the guys. And Friday you're, I don't know, what are you doing Friday? Doing something that's not conducive to the lifestyle that you want people to think you have. But on Sundays, you sometimes skip out church because, you know, you just want to go fishing and relax. Or maybe you just want to cut the grass on Sunday because that's the only time you've got to cut the grass. But, you know, what about the time... What about the time you were driving down the road when you maybe you were in high school or something and you was in this wreck and it was a near-death experience and you attributed your survival to the fact that God himself saved you. There was no other way that you were saved from that wreck. 
And then God spared you so that you could do great things for him. And they say they need a Sunday school teacher, but you're too busy fishing. They say they need a youth leader, but eh, you can't manage those kids. Or they say, anybody want to give a testimony on Sunday? said, um, you know, we got, and you know there's a couple of people sitting there in that church that was in some car wrecks. Or you got a friend at work that was in a bad car wreck, laid up in the hospital for weeks, and you didn't even take the time to go to the hospital to visit and share the Lord with him and tell him how the Lord saved you and brought you through that experience. Or how about you were raised by an alcoholic? And you yourself were an alcoholic. And after you lost your family, well, it could be drugs too, it doesn't have to be alcohol, but you lost your family and everything. Somebody witnessed to you one day on the side of the street and led you to the Lord and you and you regained your family and your your home and your respect. But yet you're too busy watching football games instead of sharing the love of Christ to other people. You'd rather watch people kneel and fight against our flag and our country than to go out and share the love of Christ. You see... Everybody has a story. I can sit here and think of a half a dozen from people that I know, friends that I know, people who've lost spouses from cancer. These are people that can, can and do share the love of Christ about what they went through and how the Lord has brought them through it. People who's lost loved ones to tragic accidents. But now, they're able to be the eyes and feet of Christ to somebody else who's going through a tragedy. Ambassadors for Christ. Or how about that woman that's had a miscarriage or two or three and she's got the pressure of her family and she feels like the Lord has just turned his back on her how about that woman out there that says honey let me talk to you I've been through what you've been through a lot of people don't know how many times that I miscarried. Or yet still, in my case, how about those who have lost a loved one to suicide? 
or even those who have contemplated and thought about suicide but not not been not carried it out no no i i haven't done that but i'm as close as you're going to get to it and to survive and talk about it because i sat on my couch while my wife got up and walked in the bathroom and took her life within 20 feet of me And when people say that I struggle, I'm depressed. I know what it's like to be alone. And a lot of you know what it's like to be alone. And a lot of you know what it's like to have somebody to lean on when you needed somebody to lean on. And I'm going to use a different analogy in my scripture today. See, God compels us to be a witness and be a light and to go out and do these things. And just imagine if your employer is paying you to do a job and you continuously don't do your job. Eventually, you're going to get fired, right? It's the same with us as Christians. Christ equips us to do a job. And if we don't make good on our training, eventually he's going to... We're going to have to pay pay the piper, right? So I'm going to read you John chapter 2, verse 13. The Jewish Passover was near, and so Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling oxen, sheep, and doves, and he also found the money changers sitting there. And after making a whip out of cords, he drove everyone out of the temple with their sheep and oxen. He also poured out the money changers' coins and overturned the tables. And he told those who were selling doves, Get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. And his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. God bless the reading of his word. So, put that in perspective. If you're not doing what God's put you in a place to do, if he puts you in a position and in a place to meet somebody, to share something with them, and you walk by, the time is coming when he's going to braid some whips, and he's going to whip us. The time is coming when he's going to clean the church out. By the way, the Greek word for church is ekklesia, and it means people. It doesn't mean that brick building that you go to every Sunday that everybody worships the building. That's just a place to meet that looks nice and got a cross on top and got all our hymnals in there and our Bibles in the pew so y'all don't have to carry one with you. The church is us. And there's coming a time 
when the Lord is going to break loose and He's going to wreak havoc on everybody. You know, people, it doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. Not all of us are called to be Billy Graham. But you know, every one of us is called to share our story to the people that we meet. And at the very least, the very least you could do if you don't feel like sharing your story when somebody's having a bad day is give them a hug and say, you know what, I'll be praying for you. Matter of fact, let me pray for you right now. That, people, will do more for your credibility as a Christian than anything on this earth. Times are changing. Our world is changing. You need to get a 3 by 5 card and write, put it beside your bed. And you need to write down people that you want to pray for. And every night before you go to bed, run through your list of prayers. Pray for people. Prayer does not cost you a thing. And it can change the world. And this is Pastor Chip Ritchie. I hope you all have a blessed day. I hope you make some improvements in your life. And I hope that you can improve someone else's life. God bless you. God bless each and every one of you. And I sincerely mean it. I hope the Lord shines upon you. And may His grace consume you. Until next time, stay safe. Be a witness to someone and pray.